What is up, everybody? It is Thursday night, and Thursday night means we are back. Jackson Kayak Doc Talk. We have got a new championship edition. Jackson Kayak, USA Bass and Classic. This is our panel tonight. Let's kick things off. up everybody welcome back thursday night edition of jackson kayak doc talk and like i said we've got a we've got a great new panel for you tonight some new faces some faces you guys have not seen before maybe you have maybe you haven't but uh we've got some newbies in the house tonight i don't know how noob they are they're seasoned veterans at this point they got some checks in their pockets this over the weekend um let's uh let's adjust this thing here boom we're going to start off with number one in our uh, tournament, number one in your hearts, uh, Mr. Hank Newsom. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell people where you're from. Tell people all you're fishing out of, man. Uh, well, I'm Hank Newsom. Um, I live in Burnsville, North Carolina, which is about 40 minutes east of Asheville. Um, a lot of reservoir fishing here. Um, super new to the kayak game, that's for sure. It's my first year fishing in a kayak. Uh, qualified. Um, in the Eastern Tennessee and Western North Carolina divisions uh, for the Classic. Um, grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, so, you know, grew up fishing um, in some way different water than it is down here and certainly different water than it was in Kentucky. But, uh, you know, just excited to be a part of it and, and still can't believe that, that I was lucky enough to win. Chad, are you muted? Chad might be muted. I can't hear anything. Yeah, I can't hear you. Hey, tell everybody where you're from and uh, all that fun stuff, man. What you fishing out of this year? No, all right. I'm Marcus Grubbs. I, uh, I'm i from New Albany, Indiana. Or I'm not from there, but I live there now. Just right across the river from Louisville. Um, I fished out of a old town topwater this year. First pedal drive. Um, yeah, it helped out a whole lot. Man, I did it really changed the way I fished. I didn't have to fish right by the ramp all the time. I got to kind of move around a lot more and fish in the wind and uh, carry a lot more fishing rods, too. There you go. There you go. Moving on down the line, we got third place in the house. Mr. Sam Beck, uh, give us a little intro. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what you're fishing out of. All right, I'm Sam Beck. I'm uh, from a place just east of Knoxville, Tennessee, called Corrington, Tennessee. Um, and I fish out of a Jackson Big Rig, uh, Big Rig F FD, I have for several years. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I just love it. I got into the, got into fishing because I love fishing rivers and, and the Jackson mm -hmm. drive system is, is great on rivers. It's, better than anything else the speed at which you can deploy it and raise it up and down is just made it the kayak for me and and it's it great on big lakes too yeah i like it man i like it so kind of running around the room here i'm gonna switch us all around there we go um kentucky like a lot of couple of you you know you, you fished there before um Let's kind of let's kind of walk through the event um, practice. What was you guys seeing, and how was you kind of determining how many days did you spend, and how did you determine that you were kind of in the right area? What were you finding out there? Whoever wants to go first could have at her. All right. Well, um, I got uh, to the tournament. I guess Wednesday night, and uh, got there late. It was dark when I got there, and got up. You know, Thursday and did a lot of just driving and looking. I mean, I, I 
looked at and broke down the map, uh, you know, the lake on on the, the Google Earth before I got there. So I kind of knew where I was going to go just based on the map. And then I drove around, looked at several places and ended up fishing <laughs> where I thought I was going to from the beginning. And uh, which was up at the area near the dam, uh, near the dam marina. And, uh, you know, it had some good looking structure and I just went up pre-fished the afternoon basically and um, got what I felt like was a spot that I could get a bite or two and, and just, you know, kind of built from there. Mm -hmm. Cool. What about you, Marcus? I, uh, I got down there Tuesday and uh, put in first thing in the morning at uh, one of the big creeks. I was kind of focused in on the creek areas. Fished around and caught some fish, but really wasn't on anything. There's all kinds of bait, but there weren't a whole lot of bass back there. So I went to my campground and set everything up and uh, there's a little marina right there. And I, I put in for a few hours there and uh, I got on some fish. So that's ended up where I fished for the tournament both days right uh, about three and a half minutes from my campground it's gonna be good it makes the day easy no it was really easy how about you hank how much uh, how much time did you put in practice and all that fun well i didn't get up there until wednesday night i don't know about 1 30 in the morning um, i'm a high school pe teacher so i couldn't take too many days off to get up there and practice um Kind of looking at the maps before I went, I kind of knew where I wanted to go um, and didn't actually pre-fish there. Um, went with Stephen Kidd, whose kayak I was actually borrowing his NAR because um, I didn't own one <laughs> and uh, borrowed his. And we went back um, way back in the creek and I really didn't like it back in there. Um, I knew where I wanted to fish um, just again from from looking at maps and, and got to that got to a different spot. Um, then, I, then where I caught the fish, I went back into marina and fished that for a little bit and caught a couple small ones. But I, I figured it was going to be current driven and I knew I was going to have to get out in the wind. And once I did that on the first day, you know, I found the fish. Right. And talking about the wind, I mean, we've really seen a big time weather shift all the way through this whole event. Um, how did that affect your guys' spots or did it affect them at all? Did it make them better? I uh, made it better for me. Every time the wind would pick up, I'd start getting bit. And uh, when it died, I so did the bite. Yeah, I yeah, mean, my, my, my bite day day one, uh, I, I was totally different than day two. Um, day one, I was catching some, you know, in two or three feet of water on on rock and then day, day two i was catching them dirt shallow on mud so it just <laughs> took a little figuring out both days to to figure it out I, I i didn't day two especially didn't start catching them till a little bit later in the day yeah, yeah the evening, e evening bite was awesome every time i went there yeah same with me and i i caught, actually caught them in the morning especially day two because it was super windy uh, yeah, I'm, morning was awesome day too. Yeah, and it was like it it couldn't have fed where I was fishing any better, and I, I knew that's why I was going to hold fish. And, and like like Marcus said, as soon as that wind died or even slowed down a little bit, that bite died immediately. Yeah, I don't know what they did or where they went because I they couldn't have gone too far. Yeah, I know. I don't know. They just turned off, and there'd be you know yeah. an hour and a half without getting a hit. Then all of a sudden, it kicked back up, and there they go. Yeah, again. yeah, it was awesome. That made me yeah, really that like Kentucky Lake. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and that was pretty reminiscent of the leaderboard like thursday friday morning we're we're sitting there not much is happening friday morning we start seeing you know that first trickle of, of fish come in and jason jason's talking i didn't score any fish but he sure did um and he said oh man i hope these guys are getting we gotta catch some fish out here and then all of a sudden man that wind kind of picked up around 11 30 to noon if that sounds right so, and it was like right. that leaderboard just caught on fire all at one time i don't know if they was you know the wind picked up or they was pulling water maybe a little bit more but something there just kicked in at noon and those fish just went nuts and it was the same thing really um talk about thursday morning you know we get up and we're kind of watching the leaderboard now i mean it just went 
it just went off. Like right there in the morning, you guys were just on them right there out of the gate. And, you know, it, it seemed like it was going to be a, a heck of a day. Um, and then, it, and then it did get kind of slowed down and picked back up again at the end of the day. It seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was so first I, cast. I, I got a keeper first cast Saturday morning. And that's I hate you that. Said. that first cast fish always makes me nervous. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mind it too much. <laughs> I bet. Not in the moment. <laughs> no, not but, at all. Uh, I had a bass uh, on my spot day too, first thing. Oof. Actually went just across the channel to what looked like a similar spot, and it was holding fish too, so I got lucky because – they were sitting there. We had lines in at seven. They were they were fishing at six thirty, and they caught two keepers right away. And I was like, Man, I, I thought I was in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's easy to do. It, ever did you guys get into any of the smallmouth while you were out there? I see there was actually quite a few smallmouth come through the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah I did. My, I, I caught them in one spot specifically. It seemed to be holding smallmouth, and I went down the bank a little bit to another area where I knew it was a little bit deeper, and it was mm -hmm. holding smallmouth. And they were, again, they were sitting in the wind. You know, they, if if you could get into the wind and get make the right cast, you knew they were sitting there, and they were, they were hitting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I caught mostly largemouth the whole weekend. I might have had two smallmouth. It was just, just picked them up kind of randomly. Uh, no real rhyme and reason to to why there was smallmouth versus largemouth. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, my spot was pretty mixed up. They had both around a whole lot of uh, white bass or striped bass or whatever. Mm -hmm. I do have a question coming in from the audience, Mr. Rudy Yarworth. He was actually one of our judges um, for the classic. So thank you, Rudy, for that one. Um, what was the go-to bait for you guys on Kentucky Lake that week? I mean, mine was KVD 1.5 chartreuse and black square bill. That's what I mean. I threw a white one in the morning, day one, uh, like a number three XD. It was a little bit deeper and caught a few fish on that. But um, when I switched it up, my mud, my water was pretty stained, so I threw that on there, and that that was I threw that for a day and a half constantly. Mhm. Mm nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was rotating between a DT six and a Fritz side five. And uh, caught a few on a Ned rig and a chatterbait as well. I was uh, alternating between good-looking spots. I would throw a chopo, a full-size chopo, and got a, a few of them would pick that up occasionally. But when I got to something that looked good, then I was throwing a, a, a plastic on an underspin, the owner flashy swimmer. Oops. Sounds like you guys were all really fairly close on the same pattern. Sam had the most different um, item with the El Chapo, but that's cool. I mean, and where you were fishing, Sam, I had a front row seat to that. So I got to see some of that bait pushing around there in the morning. And yeah, it really looked like fire back in there as far as some of those spots that I could see the Chapo working pretty well. Yeah, it was but, just occasionally pick one up on it. Um, moving between what I felt like was, hey, this was a good-looking area and move to that spot over there where it was a good-looking area. I'd throw the chopo headed down the bank and uh, pick them up occasionally there. But most of them came on the plastic. Mm -hmm. Now, the sizes, we, we've been, as far as the limits that we've seen come in, I mean, you're pretty much 70 to 80 was pretty, I'm going to say 75 to 80 was pretty standard. Yeah. throughout the tournament for a lot of guys and it it was close i mean how much do you feel like the areas you were fishing do you feel like there was a big there to be caught or do you feel like it was a very i guess a consistently sized school that you guys were setting on i feel like there was a big fish there to be caught where i was i just i just couldn't get on a pattern that had any big ones i caught a, a 17 pre-fish day and that was the biggest fish i caught all weekend yeah all right yeah i think my spot was pretty loaded with 14 15 inch fish but there was that occasional 16 17 running around 
possibly could have been an 18 or 19, but I never saw it. Yeah, same here. I, I'd, I'd get off that spot and let it reload and reload with the same fish, 15, you know, mm, 16 and yeah. a half. It wasn't. I, I mean, I'm sure there was a big one in there, but it, there was really consistent 15 to 16 and a half fish that just kept coming into that area. Yeah. And Rudy, Rudy's going to second that where it was, you know, pretty much in that genre 70 to 78. So, I mean, man, this thing was even to the last minute, it was anybody's game. Chris Fallon oh. could have ruined a lot of people's hopes and dreams, I'm afraid. Yeah, I um, he if he didn't have that little board flop, he would have probably be sitting here with us tonight. But he did end up with Big Bass. So shout out to Chris for taking home Big Bass. Um, so overall opinions, a lot of you guys knew. I mean, we, how do you feel about Kentucky Lake? Where Kentucky Lake's at from the things that you've heard online or maybe read? What do you? How do you feel about Kentucky Lake? What do you believe the health of it is based on what you've seen out on the water? I mean, I've seen way more uh, drum than carp, so <laughs> they're way more fun to catch. I think. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I think everybody caught good drum. Yeah, it was fun, man. I had an awesome time, dude. I caught fish everywhere I went. It just I like the spots that I end up fishing the best. But I could have gone to three or four others and felt pretty comfortable. Yeah, I think that, you know, with the amount of 14, 15 inch fish that we caught in a year or so, that lake's going to be really, really good. Get another mm -hmm. little bit of lage on those fish. It'll be nice. A whole lot of smallmouth in there for sure. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And that's yeah. one of the things I, I've really heard a lot about Kentucky Lake as it's coming back is, you know, they're really seeing a good crop of smallmouth. And some of the pictures that I've seen on the lake, man, are phenomenal. And it, it was cool to see see that in person as they were coming through. I'd rather have been out there catching them with you guys, but unfortunately <laughs> that wasn't the case this weekend. Um, <clears throat> so we've got a couple more. Um, we've got uh, – Carter Smith from the audience. What kind of rods do you guys use? Like any anything specific that you guys want to shout out? Uh, use everything. I use kind I use of whatever. a mixture of everything. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. I've got uh, three Saint Croix rods, uh, a couple of Dobbins rods, but you know, I've I've got kind of a mixture of everything. Yeah, I buy the nicest ones I can for the cheapest price. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I threw yeah. that square bill on a, a Cast King BFS reel that I had just purchased, and it was it was amazing. Um, and I, I run a lot of ducking rods and a lot of cashing rods. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Which uh, which BFS reel did you pick up from Cast King? The uh, I don't even remember the number. Destral. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's awesome. a good one. Yeah, it was. It awesome. is a very good. One. Um. So Rudy's back here. Let's see. Uh, was anybody worried that uh, someone was going to get into some 17-inch fish? Did you feel uh, like when the leaderboard shut off, did you feel like everybody was hot on your heels? Yeah, I didn't think I had a chance. I was just hoping to kind of get into that top five or ten. I didn't think I had a chance. I figured somebody crushed them. Yeah, I, was, I told Hank, I mean, I, I looked at the leaderboard before I turned it off and i must have looked at the numbers wrong or something i thought i was like four inches down or from them <laughs> so i was like well maybe i'll be in the top 10 you know maybe mm. <laughs> and i was i was completely shocked that i ended up in third yeah. i just looked at the number wrong i guess yeah i knew it was close when it turned off i mean i didn't check it the service where i was at wasn't real good and i didn't check it a ton but i knew when i was in first when it turned off but i figured like Fallon or any of these guys were right in my heel. And I didn't catch a fish until two. I, I probably went from like 12.45 to two, didn't catch a fish, and then caught one. And figured, oh, I'd yeah. be, figured I'd be close, but I, I figured somebody was smacking them, like Marcus said. Yeah. The last hour, hour and a half, I, I put my little uh, plastic that I'd been catching them on, I put it down and started power fishing. I was throwing mag draft and <laughs> And and that Chapo just running the banks, just praying for a big fish because I knew I was like, man, one big fish I might be able to get up into the money, but I didn't think I was there. Yeah, I, th I thought for sure if my spot was firing like it was, everybody else's was too. And I was I was real worried about Chris. I was real worried about Paul Averill. 
But I thought they were for mm-hmm. sure just crushing them because they always do, you know. And then, man, it surprised the crap out of me. And my spot just went nuts, man. That last figured, 30 minutes I fished there, it was going crazy. Yeah. I figured somebody was sandbagging, too. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I probably was. <laughs> my, I, I, uh, I had service everywhere except where I was catching fish. So I had to go like a hundred yards away just to submit fish. So while I was back there catching them, I couldn't do anything. I had to just yeah. pedal toward the ramp to submit any. So it probably did look like I was sandbagging that first day and that second day. But I really only had three fish until like two something. And then mm-hmm. I probably caught I probably caught three more limits <laughs> while I was sitting back there, just fan casting everywhere I cast, man. I was, every other cast was a catch, you know. It was it went crazy. Now Marcus, you did get on uh, based on our conversation. You got on a little bit of flurry there at the lat. I mean, run us through to what was it? Two twenty-seven. Uh, there was like two oh eight or two twelve or something where I got my fifth fish, but I mm-hmm. culled the last fish at two fifty-two. I think was my last like time stamp on fish, but I was catching fish after that. I, 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 they were biting when I left. There was white bass back there going crazy. There was smallmouth in one spot going crazy. There was largemouth in like three different. I power pulled down and just cast as far as I could each way. And there was one way that I swear I caught smallmouth only out of. Another way, as soon as it landed, a largemouth would be on it. And then another way, it was pretty small fish. So I kind of, it was wild, man. They were just everywhere back there. There's, three creeks coming in to the spot so it kind of made some humps from the water being a little low and those fish were just pushing bait on those humps and they just wouldn't hit a top water for some reason but chatterbait was fun enough how do you guys feel like that water the drawdown for the winter um helped you guys helped my spot for sure made my spot really I don't know that it made a whole lot of difference where I was, but uh, I never, I never got into fish like what Marcus is saying. I, I, I was just grinding all day. I'd go an hour and catch maybe one, and then I'd go another hour and catch one, and then I'd go another hour and catch one. It was just, it was just a grind. Yeah. Yeah, I just catch them in flurries. I mean, I like to fish that place at full pool and give you a real answer. Um, but yeah, I never have. Yeah. I think that I think it helped my spot because it made it a place where fish wanted to hold, you know, because yeah. it was super shallow in some spots where I was at. So I found a little bit deeper water off some humps, like Marcus said. It, it, they were holding fish and they were pushing bait, and there was white bass everywhere. I mean, they were mm-hmm. smiling like it was like six, you know, when we got put in at six thirty, and and there were fish popping everywhere. Yeah, it was wild. I knew it was going to be going off as soon as it started. Yeah, but then there's big lulls too, man. I didn't get bit for hours, and then that wind picked up again, I guess, and set it no, up. I it think was, those... We had a good Go wind direction for that lake, just yeah. the way that was... that lake lays. It, it kind of generated its own current in a way. Yeah, that second day was I liked it from the west a lot better than that south wind. It was blowing though, it was tough. It Dude, wild. it got crazy Friday. <laughs> I've never really been in anything like that. Yeah. But I swear, man, that pedal drive, just being able to not get pushed around so bad was nice. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh, getting mm-hmm. Going from a paddling kayak to a pedaling kayak is like oh. going from a bicycle to a car. I, mean, I didn't think it would be that. It's a huge jump. I didn't think it would be that much. That, that's crazy. That's actually a very interesting point um, to bring up. You guys were all three human-powered angling out there. I mean, you guys were all using pedal drives instead of motors, correct? I had yeah. a motor. You did have a motor? Yeah, okay, I, I, cool. I smoked it in like five hours because <laughs> I was in the wind. So I was pedaling for the last, you know, three hours. The uh, guys at Kids, Country Kids Outdoor Adventures want to know where your jersey's at tonight, Hank. Well, I had to come <laughs> into work. And I uh, didn't have it with me. I thought I was headed home, but I got called into my part-time job um, in the fishing store at Sportsman's Warehouse. So I didn't have it with me, my fault. But uh, check out KKOA and MT66 Baits. 
and same same group of guys thanks for a great weekend that you know you guys are what made the weekend uh we were just lucky to be there to get a watch and and have fun we would have loved to have been out on the water with you to be honest with you it was fun to get out and take some pictures but i still wanted to fish probably wanted to fish worse um congratulations to all you guys yep um lost my train of thought <clears throat> so as we kind of move into the the second half of this whole deal what do you guys got for each other? You guys want to grill each other on any fun topics, anything that, you know, you guys want to ask Hank or Marcus, even Sam. I mean, let's get the skinny. Tournament's <laughs> over. Spill the beans. <laughs> Marcus is thinking about his thighs and how bad, uh, how yeah. good they work during that whole Man, thing. Things, they, they sure were burning on Sunday. <laughs> well, you know, being fishermen, you know, I'm trying to think of a question that, to ask everybody that they won't lie and give me a wrong answer to. <laughs> well, that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I, I only lie by omission. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of a question to ask Marcus. I mean, you ended up really high in the Tennessee Bass Nation uh, Angler of the Year thing. I need to figure out the – figure out a, a tip or two that you need to pass on to me. Well, you just got to start fishing in Indiana. And if you can Is figure out how trip? to catch, yeah, if you figure out how to catch fish in Indiana, you can go anywhere and catch. Them. <laughs> it's, that's it's what they say about Tennessee, fish. but we well, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tennessee is, that's, that's why I go there. It's because there's actually fish and schools and all that stuff. Yeah. Come hang out with us for a weekend up here in Indiana. You'll be ready to head back to Tennessee real quick. Yeah, if um, you can grind out a limit in some of these lakes, you're doing it's, something. It's tough. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I lost it. So, you know, <laughs> talking about it, it's hard to <clears throat> people and there's we got random conversations and you know, you just lose you just lose it. Um yeah, if you want to know Marcus's best trick and Chris will probably echo this in the comments marcus fishes a thousand miles an hour a lot of people fish a hundred miles an hour marcus fishes a hundred miles an hour if you ever get a chance to fish with marcus you'll make one cast to his 10 that's just how he flies i gotta get, gotta keep that bait like in the water. That. <laughs> yeah, he, he's always got a bait in the water so if you want marcus's tips and tricks that's that's it he's just <laughs> he's gonna beat you with cast arm about falls off after tournaments for sure yeah my yeah. fingers are still they're still sore from cranking so much yeah my shoulders <laughs> were rough yeah. all week yeah yeah those those multi-day tournaments are kind of tough when you have when you just throw chunking and winding all for three two three yeah. days it's the funnest bite though man i love i love getting bit winding whether it's a chatterbait or a crankbait, just something moving like that. Ooh. I picked up a they spin rod it. for like two minutes and said, nope, put it right back yeah. down and started cranking again. Yeah. I wasn't even messing with it. I, I threw net in <laughs> for a minute and that was it. I said, I got to crank. Yeah, I, didn't, I had to clean him up have with a, a net rod with me. Man. <laughs> there you go. That's fun. No, I had to clean up some of those fish with a net rig, man. It was, yeah, it, was, it wasn't as fun, but man. It works. It did, yeah. I was actually, I pretty much, I don't know if you guys uh, throw a Domeki rig over. I do. I had one tied on for in case I found some schools, and then I ended up just throwing it shallow. So that's what I caught a bunch of fish on, just a Domeki rig and a foot of water. Really? I mean, it's, it's basically a Ned rig, just the round ball head, you know? Yeah. We got to throw those a lot here in the reservoirs because we're catching fish in deep water. You know, yeah, they're fun. I, yeah. I, that's about the only thing I can drop on a school and feel confident in. Yeah. What what soft plastic do you put on there? You use the Jamaican? The, no, I use the Yum, the FF sonar minnow or whatever. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Not any of you guys using forward-facing sonar. <laughs> Everybody's going to want to know. We got to ask. No forward-facing nope. sonar. So see, don't need it. These days time. I will be, but not not today. I didn't even yeah, have so a graph. I didn't even have a graph on my kayak. So that's awesome. That's even more. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
That is very awesome. Um, so Jackson Kite Classic overall, I mean, our field, we qualified 200, obviously big events. You've got number one, it's fall. Everything and anything that can happen with family time starts happening in October and runs its way all through December. Um, hunting season's also in full effect. Um, how did you, I mean, we, we did have smaller crowd, but how did you guys feel that that smaller crowd made the camaraderie better at the end of the day? A smaller crowd, you got to get to, you know, know a few people, see people at the ramp, you talk to them and, you know, that, that was kind of nice, I guess. Yeah, I thought everybody's great. I mean, I talked to a few people in practice. You know, I stayed in the same house with Sam and Chris, you know, and, and so got to pick their brain a little bit. And, you know, it's the first time ever meeting Sam and really got along with all those people. You know, I, I come from a bass boat background and, and where people won't even talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they won't. And uh, just it was pretty amazing just being at Kentucky Outdoors and everybody just willing to talk to you even even before the tournament started. So I just that's one of the things that gravitate me to, you know, kayak fishing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I met. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say I met you know a couple of people that I'd seen you know on Facebook and stuff and never really actually talked to in person and I feel like we're friends now and there was definitely you could sit there and talk to everybody that was in the tournament at one time almost you could just at the check in or whatever everybody was in the same room you could actually walk up and talk to a group of five or six dudes you know and mm -hmm. almost meet everybody there. That was cool. Yeah, you're gonna do that. There's I thought 200. that part was cool. <laughs> no, I mean you will. You'll go around, but it's you know you're gonna see a few different groups, and it's gonna be harder to remember the faces and the different things I think that go on. Um, yeah. So it was kind of fun to have our inaugural and be such a, a close knit group of dudes. I think that went well, and and lady, we had a lady out there, Miss <laughs> Rachel Painter, um, the Never Give Up Award winner, but. Um, yeah, it was it was cool, man. I think just seeing everybody shaking hands and and having fun and buying tackle. I mean, shoot, couldn't ask for a better tackle shop to host us. There was everything that we needed and probably a bunch of stuff we didn't at the yeah. tackle store. I know I walked out myself with an armful, and I wasn't even fishing the tackle tournament. Yeah, dude, that, uh, we need more tackle shops like that around. Right. We don't. I work like I said. I'm at Sports Warehouse, and we don't have. We don't have that specific stuff they had. I think everything they had on the shelf, you could catch a fish in Kentucky Lake with. They didn't have any fluff. So it, it was pretty, a pretty cool store. Definitely all yeah, premium definitely. products. I think we always, all of us have that same problem, the tackle junkie bug. Uh, so, yeah, those, those kind of places draw us like moth to the flame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So Hank, after after winning this one and spending a year fishing some kayak stuff, and now now you own your own kayak, what are you thinking for next year? What's next year look like for you? You, you gonna dive headfirst into this thing big time, or are you gonna continue to so. walk in both worlds? I mean, I'll probably walk in both worlds a little bit. You know, uh, some mm -hmm. of the guys that we stayed with, we started a YouTube channel called Blue Ridge Legacy, and so we're. We're trying to fish all the lakes all around Western North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, and just having a blast doing it. But I think I'll certainly get more into, uh, you know, be consistent, more consistent on the kayak trail. Um, now that I have my own boat and don't have to bum one. I mean, I think I fished out of three boats this year, um, all borrowed and very grateful for everybody that, that was willing to loan me one. I was about to buy the one I was in. Um, so thankfully I didn't have to do that. Sorry about that, Steve, but, uh, <laughs> you know, save me some money. Um, I gotta, I gotta learn how to outfit it. I mean, I kind of know, uh, but it's totally a different game, um, than, than what I'm used to. Um, but I, I'm going to pick a bunch of people's brains and get what I need to get and, and probably get into it a lot more. I mean, it's so much fun. And like I said, I, I, I've not met a person. Um, at any of the events that hasn't been hasn't been awesome so it's something i really enjoy yeah so how about you bottom two that been in it been in this game a little bit longer give give hank your first accessory what should he put on this thing good neck <laughs> no doubt no doubt any recommendations what kind uh 
I, I don't know what kind I have, but it's it, relatively long <laughs> with a big, big, you know, with a big opening. You, there's any number of room for uh, error. In, you can still Yak miss a fish net. with that big net. Yeah. Here. That's what I was Yak using. Attack Yak attack. So it was nice. Yeah, I like uh, horizontal rod storage. You know, you've already got it on that boat, but man, utilize it. You know, yeah. you're used to it on the bass boat anyway. Yeah. You mm -hmm. own a bass boat, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah, I got. I just so, have yeah. a bass. I have a bass tracker 195, so it can get shallow. Awesome. Uh, I mean, get yeah, shallow, yeah. similar to a kayak, but not quite as shallow. Um, yeah, that's an awesome boat. Yeah, it'll fly around the lake, and I have live scope on the front, and you know, get to play around with that. But I, to be honest, I, I enjoyed not looking at a screen. It, it was it was almost refreshing just to just to uh, go fish. I guarantee it. Yeah, especially yeah, to pick I a spot off on the map like that and just go for it. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it, I use the maps more than I use like the sonar part. Yeah, I mean, I, you I got say, on Kentucky on Kentucky Lake at least. I mean, is there? I'm sure there's a lot of guys that have, you know, whatever active target live scope on their kayak, but I, I didn't think it'd be useful in, you know, five feet of water. You know, no. you get a lot of feedback and all that. I only use it when it's deep. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't ever see myself putting that on there unless it's a must-have, I guess. Yeah. I I like side scan. Um, yeah, me too. When I'm looking and pre-fishing to go down the bank and kind of look at structure. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah. I definitely use a lot of side scan. That's kind of one of my fun things that I like to do. Just kind of go through there and say, oh, there's that that I didn't know was there. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah, when side you find, scan. Like, boat. Yeah, side scan just finally clicked for me, like how what it is <laughs> like this year. <laughs> Me and Tim were going down the lake, and we have the same graph, and I was asking questions, and he told me some answers, and then it all just kind of clicked. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been looking at this wrong the whole time. So yeah. I'm pretty pretty ignorant when it comes to the graph, for sure. I need to learn some more about it. What kind of graph are you run on your boat? I've got the Garmin and the 106 SV. Yeah. That's nice. I don't have live scope, yeah. Yeah, it is awesome, man. When That's I got it, I it definitely... That's what I have on my boat. I have all Garmin. So yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. I've, Me too. I've got one of the little Garmin's, the seventy-three SV. Perfect. Yeah, works. Hey, third place can't beat that. Um, well, you can. You can get, well, you can, you can buy two. <laughs> you can be sitting thanks Um, <clears throat> but no, it was cool, man. I did get to catch up with Sam while he was out on the water and kind of stare over him and take some photos so that was fun to to get to see you in action i i fished a little bit there and didn't beat up on your fish too bad <laughs> while you guys were out practicing um before the tournament was over but you know there was definitely some fish in your area to be had sam and i, I think you know somebody had even said this thing will be one out of the kentucky dam marina and here you are so that's cool to see yeah, one one fish, one little bit, a little bit bigger bite than I could have, maybe. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy how close it was. Yeah, yeah. one person with one big fish could have changed this entire tournament. At the end of the day, I mean, they could have come from zero to hero real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I heard about several lost fish that probably would have done it for a few different people, myself included. Mm -hmm. You know, I lost two that I think would have would have done it so yeah i lost one at like uh, about 145 and i thought i lost the tournament it, oh it, yeah i was cranking and they hit right at the boat and didn't have any didn't have any slack in the line you know it just i couldn't keep it on yeah. there just shook off and i said that was it i just lost it i just sat there for a minute and i just said i better keep fishing <laughs> yeah right yeah, I just I didn't I didn't I thought I lost every chance of doing well. Even I never look at the leaderboard, and since I didn't have a a limit, you know, till late, it was off by the time I did. So I just I never I had no idea what was leading. I didn't I had no idea. So that was kind of fun. Now, Josh, <laughs> our our Kusa X winner, he's wanting to know about colors. Do you think color of your bait had any factor to do at all with with what you were catching out there? I think so. 
Uh-huh. I think if I'd have been throwing a red one or something, I wouldn't have gotten bit as well. I kind of threw a real shad, you know, color and everything. Yeah, I, threw that, I threw an underspin for a minute, like Sam did, and I didn't get anything on it. And like I said, as soon as I threw that chartreuse on, it was it was consistent. I mean, they, that's what they wanted where I was. Yeah. I didn't catch a lot on the, the Chapo, but uh, I broke – Broke the fin off the chopo a couple of times on backswing, hit the back of the kayak and broke the broke the <laughs> fin off. So I went through three of them over the weekend Ooh. and caught fish on all three of them, three all three different colors. I don't, I don't think it mattered. It was just the sound and action yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. I grinded the bill off. I think three of them. Just I was fishing it so hard. Yeah, I broke the bill off of five or six uh, fritz sides. It sucked. They're not they're not cheap enough to be breaking. No, they're not. I was wondering if you're not even supposed to throw them on rocks. They were breaking so easy, man. Really? But they were catching they were catching fish, so I couldn't stop throwing. I had one left and I stayed away from the real shallow rock stuff. So Adam Petroni, our one of our Jackson team members that was unfortunately out of town for the event. Kentucky stingy. You guys feel like Kentucky Lake was stingy to you? No, not at I mean, all. The, the big fit. The big fish were kind of being stingy. I guess they weren't playing the the giants, maybe, but the other fish weren't at all. They were being kind of stupid. Hmm. Jeremy Hayes, our Bland Bay Fish Angler of the Year. Says he met <laughs> Sam in your spot. <laughs> I saw I saw Jeremy in that spot when I was practicing. And I said, "Oh my god, he's one man." We were always chasing that dude around. He he wins everything. So when I saw mm-hmm. him there, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm." I I had to ask him after the board check. I said, "Are you going to that spot, man?" <laughs> he's like, "No, I think I'm going somewhere else." I go, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else. He was going there for sure, just because. It was a small spot, and he's so good that he was going to, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do nothing. So I had a couple backup spots, but when he said he wasn't going there, I was, I was thinking, thanking the good Lord. For yeah, sure. that, uh, that spot where I met uh, met Jeremy, that was going to be a backup spot if I couldn't couldn't deal with the wind where I was. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good one, man. You know, Jeremy drop, wasn't drop far away, away from you guys. I mean, no, I, fit, I, I know where he fished too because I went and practiced that area as well. And we talked about it, you know. So I really, almost went really, there. Anybody in the top 10 was, was pretty much knocking on the door at the end of the day. I mean, as oh, far yeah. as things went. Mm-hmm. But. Now let's talk about your divisions. Where you, what divisions you guys fished uh, through the USA Bassin? Because you guys pretty much come from some different areas. Um, Hank, where what division did you fish to qualify for the uh, for the classic? Uh, we're in the Eastern Tennessee division. Uh, I fished one tournament in Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the lake. It was absolute. So tell you how bad I am. I mean, I, that tournament literally, my I caught a fish like on the second cast and I was so bad at, at, you know, taking the picture, put it on the board, it flopped off, hit my phone, knocked my phone in the lake. So there went my, oh, there went my day. Um, and, and I had my buddy, Josh, who was fishing with me. He had to follow me around. If I caught one, he had to take the picture. Just a, it was a show. <laughs> uh, so I fished one there, but mostly, um, uh, fished in, I guess, Cherokee, Douglas, those areas most. Uh, yeah Yeah. i mean they were tough i mean i I fished a bunch of places i've never been before and being new on a kayak it made it even made even more difficult but i was lucky enough to qualify how long did did it take you to get the picture taken part down i still don't have it down Um, (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have it it's the first tournament and so it was a little divine intervention i didn't have one flop off the board because i learned but you better put that net to the side um, of it. And uh, I'm still a rookie at it. You know, I have the phone, you know, case, so I won't lose it in the water. And 
it got wet and that made the picture blurry on one. So I had to take it out and, and you know, I got better at it, you know, certainly dipping the board in the lake, uh, which a couple guys gave me that tip, help calm the fish and, and leaving them in the net mm-hmm. for a minute, letting them calm down seemed to help me a bunch just to get them on the board mm-hmm. and get them flat. But I mean, for the people that don't know, and I'm sure everybody on here does for to have the mouth closed and have it flat and have your hand in the right spot <laughs> and have your number there and do all that. I mean, I, 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 I said, this is the worst thing ever when I first started. How am I ever going to do this? And, there's um, a lot going yeah, on. There's a lot going on. Plus, I was in the wind, so you're getting blown all over the place. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I was really trying to make sure that I got the fish on the board and it didn't flop off. So um, I still have a huge learning curve, there's no doubt. Are you Are you using a metal board or one of the carbonites? Carbonite. Okay, yeah, the metal boards are really slick, so they're yeah. even worse. Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah, you no, I, I've had to use it before in one of the hobies I fished, but uh, man, it sucked. I don't, the the carbonite's a little more grippy because of the the raised lines and stuff. Yeah, I'm assuming that's one. So Sam, moving on down to you, talk about uh, your division where you fished at for to qualify for this. Uh, I believe they call it Rocky Top League. Uh, Hank, you know, it's Cherokee, Douglas, and then yeah. French Broad, Holston. We had a river tournament. Uh, and I think that's it, it's called the Rocky Top League. Um, I think that's Rocky it. Top Division or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's where I fished, uh, fished uh, to qualify. Oh. How about you, Mr. Grubbs? It was the uh, Kayak Samoa Tri-Lakes Division. Um, I got finished third in Angler of the Year behind Jeremy Hayes, who won it, and Rowdy Farinelli was second. And then I fished a couple of Patoka Lake tournaments, too, dipped in. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things. I mean, yeah, you've got your division, but as far as collecting points, you can kind of bounce around like you and Hank did and fish a couple random divisions here and there and kind of float and see some different Mm -hmm. places so it's not, you know – so monotonous fishing the same spots every single time that you go out. And I think that's one of the cool things about USA Bass and you can just jump in and go fight anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the, the um, parts traveling around for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see here. Rudy's asking, Rudy's got another question. How do you guys keep your phones dry? <clears throat> I mean, I had, I got one of those cheap Walmart plastic cases that I threw it in and then I would take it out to take the picture, which my wife would shoot me if I lost another phone in the lake. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just kept it under the seat, you know, and, and you know, just dried it. Period. I had a little towel on the kayak where I dried off or wipe it on my pants, and you know, just keep that camera dry. Yeah, best best thing I use is one of those. Uh, I think Rogue Gear makes it, but it's you know one of the phone tethers. Yeah. And I've got mm-hmm. it attached to my life jacket, and it's long enough to I can put the phone in my pocket with the tether yeah. on there and it's not covering the camera or anything it's it's the best i agree i have one of those as well but uh, my life jacket has a pocket right here i just keep it unzipped and my phone in the pocket yeah those are real nice yeah miss jean always says carry a couple bar towels with you <laughs> well yeah that's for the after party gene <laughs> that's for the celebration after these big tournaments we got yeah. the damn beer house brew house pint whatever growler back there from the trip that was a good time oh, it was yeah. a good celebration after everything that, was over that place was awesome I'm glad it went. was um so looking at 2024 what are you guys thinking this is uh another event that you're looking at uh getting back in this championship and trying to uh trying to go for broke and do it again oh yeah yeah sure yeah, yeah. absolutely yep. yeah i think we're gonna have another another one of the division uh they're supposed to be dropping a schedule pretty soon i don't think i've seen it yet but uh mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for that. I saw the Monroe schedule. I'd like to hit a couple of those. And then, you know, any I didn't really see much in Tennessee or wasn't paying much attention. So I need to probably open my eyes to that those schedules. Yeah, the schedules haven't come out yet here for Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. Waiting on uh, waiting on Tennessee. Uh, we got some things to line out over there, but uh, we're going to work on that one. 
So uh, yeah. the Rocky Top Division, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see them back at it this year. Yeah, Seems like a pretty good group of dudes. There's no shortage of kayak tournaments in Tennessee, I don't think. That's true. That's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of them anywhere anymore. I think, you know, everybody's looking for something different. And hopefully you guys uh, can walk away from this saying USA Bass and offered you something. USA Bass and Jackson Kayak offered you something that was a little bit different um, yeah. to go out, qualify locally, and then go and, and fish a big event somewhere um, that you maybe hadn't been yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that was the first time I'd ever thrown a hook into Kentucky Lake was this weekend. So it's it neat to go somewhere new. Cool. And you, and you really didn't have to chase. I mean, chase too far from home just to qualify. I think, you know, that's one of the big things that we always looked at um, for this trail and kind of why we partnered with um, USA Bassin at Jackson was just because it is kind of for – that local guy can qualify. He can go to work. He can work five days a week. He don't have to worry about burning up his vacation days. He can get out there on the water, bass it up with his buddies, and then turn around and fish something nationally at the end of the year that he's worked hard for. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, it like the perfect schedule. I mean, for me, it couldn't have worked out any better. <clears throat> Well, I, I'm grateful for you guys and what you guys did out on the water. Um, let's talk about, before we sign off here a little bit, let's talk about Kentucky Lake, the, just the area around the outside of Kentucky Lake. Um, places you encountered, places you went, I mean, seemed like the local hospitality was just off the charts everywhere where we went. Was you guys getting the same vibes at the local places you guys stopped at? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We ate a couple of different places. I mean, since there were several of us uh, staying in the same house, we all, uh, you know, went and ate the same places, and, and everybody seemed to have a really great time. I mean, uh, there's a lot of interesting-looking places to that would be nice to come back to, um, you know, places to stay. And, I mean, if you uh, – I kind of like antique shopping some. Yeah. Too much information for a fishing fishing show, I know, but there's a lot of antique shops that I was looking at around there that'd be fun to come back to. If yeah. I'm taking my wife, you can bet that's where she's going. <laughs> and we went to Fast Eddie's. That place was pretty cool. I mean, they yeah. had a lot of tackle, had some good food. I think we got pizza there a few nights and some wings. Um, I like, yeah, some fish. Yeah, you guys got the fish. That's right. Uh, what I like is there's a lot of little marinas um mm -hmm. that you know that you can stop in they got some tackle and everyone was very welcome and we don't have a lot of that in the reservoirs in, in north carolina and eastern tennessee there's usually one big one and that's mm -hmm. about it and so there's a lot yeah. of little mom and pop places that are it's really cool I, I just i love that whole area around that lake yeah my my campground was awesome I had an awesome view i was right on the water i was right by my fishing spot so that was awesome um everywhere i stopped was good those two tackle shops i went to the couple of restaurants i went to and then on top of that like i had a couple boats that knew about us down there and was asking um mm -hmm. you know just about how we measured our fish and different you know just questions about the kayak game so while i was fishing on the first day i had a boat come right up to me i was kind of nervous and he stayed back he was probably a old he's probably in his 70s and he knew about us he was just asking me how i was doing and about the tournament and different things. I was, as soon as we were done, he just took off. I was like, holy crap, that, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. everybody I interacted with, all the boats were cool, man. Everybody, they were, whether they were crappie fishermen or bass fishermen, everybody was super cool. And that's kind of weird too. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I think, you know, probably a testament to the time frame that we was there too. You know, you pretty much got your diehard fishermen out there once you hit October. You know, most of most of the guys that are um serious tournament fishermen probably have taken off to the woods, get, doing something a little bit different. But uh, you know, for the most part, your dedicated dedicated anglers are the ones that are that are left out there. Yeah. So what's uh as we close this thing out, one more question for you guys. What's next? What where are you going from here? Go fishing, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. yeah. I'm off work tomorrow, so I'm going fishing somewhere. But 
Uh, Dale Hollow is really next. I might do that Hoosier kayak bassin deal, the turkey bowl, but I'm really nice. got the sights set on Dale Hollow in December. Yeah, and then I just saw be Cherokee there. Lake, Cherokee Lake in January. I saw too, so got the wheels turning on that one. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go up and hit Watauga Lake. Maybe Saturday, we'll see. Um, and then there's a couple lakes down by Hickory uh, Road Hiss and Lake Hickory that I'm probably gonna head to. And I gotta outfit this kayak. <laughs> I gotta figure <laughs> out what I want on it, and that's probably what I'm gonna do is pick a lot of people's brains and, um, you know, go visit some. We got a, a couple local places here I can go down and visit. And we have some things in the store here too that I can use for it. But I'm gonna try to outfit that thing and get it ready to go. Yeah. Head up, uh, head up north. Find a guy named Jameson Redding. He's probably got stuff in his barn. He could just throw in your boat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> all right, guys. Let's uh, let's kind of wrap this thing up. So we'll start with Marcus at the bottom and work our way from Sam to Hank. Um, so thank the people that you want to thank um, as far as sponsorships and different things and tell uh, folks where they can follow you on social media if they want to stop by and hang out your page and see what you're about. Yep, I'm a dad's bassin on Instagram and then just Marcus Grubbs on Facebook. Um, I got definitely got to thank my parents for the year. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this traveling if they weren't watching my boy, you know. Fridays and Saturdays, you know, every other weekend almost, you know, it was crazy how much they came through for me. And then, you know, Chad, of course, got to thank you for being my bro for so many years and then also for helping put this deal on and putting your, all your effort into it. Um, Jackson and USA Bassin for doing their thing and Kim and Tony at Kayaks and more, man. They've done so much for me. I don't even think they realize how much. Uh, I, I, how much they've done, how much I appreciate them. So it's awesome. I'm, I love representing that shop and you know, the, the mom and pop shops do this where it's at. I love, love being a part of that team. All right. Well, um, yeah, I appreciate Jackson for putting on the trail and, and, and getting all the sponsors lined up for this, uh, USA Bassin deal. You know, enjoyed fishing with it this this year. Look forward to it for the next. Uh, you know, I'm not don't really have any sponsors, but uh, you know, occasionally I'll put some stuff out on my Instagram page, which is at sambeck865 uh, on on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, a lot. First, my wife for letting me do it um, as much as we do, and um, obviously. Josh Helton, he's the guy who won the kayak in the raffle. So we came home with two. We were joking at the beginning, like, we might come home with two, and we actually did. So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, you know, um, Stephen Kidd uh, had a big enough trailer where they could get them all home. Um, and, you know, KKOA and MT66 Bakes that he's doing, uh, he's the guy. And him and Josh got me into it. Um, Chris Phelan for letting me come up to his house and stay and, and take me some tournaments. Um, you know, awesome dude and great fisherman. Um, and then you can find me, I think it's just Hank Newson on Instagram. Um, and then Josh and I and another friend, Miles, we got a um, Instagram page, Blue Ridge Legacy, and then our YouTube page, Blue Ridge Legacy, where we're just trying to put out local fishing videos in the lakes. And again, in Eastern Tennessee and, uh, you know, Western North Carolina. On. And uh, without further ado, let's uh, shout out to a few of the folks that uh, definitely helped with this big event and to thank them here online. Um, first of all, uh, Marshall County, Kentucky, uh, for their help in, in housing, hosting us, not housing, hosting us um, in their area. They was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Kentucky Lake Outdoors, uh, they were a huge help getting us all inside so we had a place to be uh well lit and not everybody was standing around out in the dark at you know seven o'clock at night as we were doing the award ceremony in the cold and the rain so huge shout out to kentucky lake outdoors um zebra lithium they provided a bunch of koozies and tow flags uh wild river beef jerky everybody walked out of there with beef jerky uh fish sticks rods we had uh, some orion coolers as well 
Uh, let's see, what else was there? Oh, Guggen Bates was another one that was had, you know, gifts for everybody that's registered. Uh, Hoorag, uh, been partnered with Hoorag for a really long time, and they're always <clears throat> phenomenal people. And I know I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Land Big Fish. Land Big Fish uh, provided a, a very large uh, gift certificate for our Angler of the Year, um, along with cash prize. And then Bayo Sunglasses uh, kicked in a couple of pairs of cool sunglasses for uh, a couple of our guys as well. I think that's I think that's it. I might be missing somebody, but if I miss somebody, I completely apologize. Obviously, Jackson Kayak, uh, we wouldn't be doing we wouldn't be doing what we're doing without you guys, the th- three of you, and the rest of the guys that came to this event. Our big shout out to our directors um that made this thing possible and jason cassidy for heading this thing up because this whole thing you know while i do i go and play with watercolors and take pictures and post crap on the internet jason cassidy's the the guy behind the scenes that's uh putting in the time and and the effort and making making the show go around um and then rudy yarworth he was a huge asset for us for um judging those fish on that day so yeah, thanks to all those guys, and we look forward to seeing all three of you back out on the water next year at the Jackson Kayak Classic. And gosh, man, we hope you guys had fun. We hope you guys have a stellar winter and go smallmouth bassing at Del Hollow. Hope to see you there. No doubt. No doubt. So, yeah, definitely see you night, there. everybody. We're <laughs> signing off. You know.